Okay, we continue in the Safer Das Hasviros. And I'm just going to go right into the next essay, the 14th essay, the Sphera of Hod. Again, Hod is a hard word to translate into English. It could be like splendor, glory, something beautiful. So we mentioned yesterday that the Gemara Bracha says that Hod is the base Amigdash, as opposed to Netzach was Yerushalayim. So what did we mean by that? That the meat of Hod, the point is to reveal that which is inside to bring it out so people can see it on the outside. And that was the meat of the Beis Amigdash. The whole aspect of the Beis Amigdash was to reveal to everyone that Hashem is dwelling amongst the Jewish people. And that's what the Gemara and Shabbos says that the Beis Hamikdash, as it was, was a testimony to everyone in the world that the Shekhinah dwelt with the Jews. And that's the idea of Hod, bringing outwards and revealing that which is inside. So if inside is a tremendous amount of love, and we said, and uh, there's a certain victory that we've achieved, so now we'd like to bring it out that everybody can see it. So let's take a little bit deeper to understand this idea of the Beis Amigdash. Well, there's a couple really good examples. The Gemara Yoma says when the Jewish people would come for the holidays, they would, the Kohanim would roll away the parochas, that's the curtain, and they'd show the Jews who would look straight from a great distance, the cherubic-like figures that were hugging each other. And one represented Hashem and what represented the Jewish people. And they'd say, look, see how much you're beloved before Hashem, like a male and a female love each other. Similarly, we know that the poles of the ark that were permanently connected to the ark would, were so long that they protruded from the curtain as if to make an image of two breasts of a woman that are protruding from the curtain. And that's where the coin Godel would sprinkle blood on the parochas. And the inner concept is showing the, Hash, the love that Hashem has to the Jewish people as if it's bulging out and he's like nursing the Jewish people. Aside from all the miracles that happened in the Beis Amikdash. So we see that the Beis Amikdash was the place where the most inner um, realities between Hashem and the Jewish people were revealed this tremendous love to the Jews. And therefore the Beis Amigdash is called Hod when it reveals that innermost relationship. Sometimes you can have a relationship, but you don't let somebody else know how you feel. That's a bit, we'll see that in a minute. That's going to be the practical applications. Okay, so that's the beginning, to reveal the real depths and the real love that's between Hashem and the Jewish people. So Hashem did that by telling us to build a base on Migdash. When we built the base on Migdash, then that hod was now activated and revealed, and they see how much Hashem loves us. Now, we're going to see that hod, which again is on the left side, it's the left foot. So what is on top of it? Gvura. Control. 
So let's see how this fits in here. So let's look at the word hod. What's the root of the word hod? The simple meaning of hod is hodah, praise. Now, so what does that mean? What does it mean when you're praising? Well, when you praise, the person is essentially bringing out what his feelings are inside. Okay, because you feel gratitude, so say it. That's what praise is saying. If you're not praising anyone, we don't know if you have anything that you're grateful for. And the Rizal writes that although the sphere of Netzach, to be continuous and to have victory, is more associated with Chesed, but Hod is more associated with Gvura. So what's the connection to Gvura? So very interesting. Is it by nature easy for a person to thank someone? By nature. It's not. Why? Because a person by nature wants to feel independent. And I'm self-reliant. I don't need anybody's help. That's the, that's the default position. And when a person has to thank someone, so that's as if showing that I need to come on to you. And without you, I wouldn't have been able to make that happen. That's why a lot of times people don't want favors from other people. Why? It's because they don't want to feel that they're needy. And sometimes you really need favors. And if you don't have the favors, you will fail. And that's what Rehutner says in his Sefer, Pachet Yitzchak. He says, the word hodah has two meanings. One is praise. Okay. Uh, and he's praising and thanking the person that did him a favor. And the other one is from Hodas Baldin, admission like in a court, where a person admits that he got a favor from somebody, and you admit it when you could have not had to admit it. And that's how he explains the combination of the two things. It is, since a nature of a person is to be on his own, not having to come on to others, when a person expresses his gratitude and thanks to another person, at that time he has to admit that this time I wasn't able to do it by myself and I couldn't have done it without you. And therefore admission, thanks comes from admission. That I admit that I couldn't do it on my own. And that means a lot of gvura because a person never wants to admit that they couldn't do it on their own. Okay. And, and that's the idea of like you have in halacha, hodas baldin, when a, when a person in court admits, right? So to be able to overcome your arrogance that says, why should you say you had to come on to somebody? But if you can conquer your gaiva with gvura, you can come to that thanks. And all the more so when you have to start thanking Hashem. That needs a tremendous amount of gura. Because when you're really thanking Hashem, what are you really saying? When you're thanking your friend, you can say, okay, this time I needed your help. But most of the time I don't need your help. But when you're really thanking Hashem properly, what are you really saying? I can't do anything without you, Hashem. That's the biggest knock of your arrogance. So you need a lot more gura to be able to do this. So therefore, gura is on top. And that brings down, that power of Gura is necessary to bring out that idea of hold, of admission. 
And the word hod again is splendor. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So now if this is something we should do, then obviously Hashem also would have this characteristic. Not essentially, but in his relationship with mankind. So when did Hashem thank people? Well, when Moshe broke the luchos, the Horn Shabbos says Hashem agreed with him and said, Yashur Kayach, that you broke the luchos. That was a good idea, Moshe. And as well, when it said, Rabbi Eliezer said, Elio criticized Hashem, and he said to Hashem, you're the one that caused the Jews to backslide. And how did Hashem agreed with him? Because when Hashem admitted to Elio, he, he says, yes, the nation that I caused to backslide. So we see that even Hashem, as it were, was able to admit to Moshe Rabbeinu and was able to admit to Elio Hanavi. So he did that to teach us that you have to admit that you can't always do it by yourself. Now, just like we said that the first three brachos of the Amidah, the first brach of Agen Avram is reflecting Chesed, and the second one of Gvura Sagashamim is Gvura, and the third one of Kedusha Sashem is Tiferes for the first three, so too does it work with the last three of Ritzei, Modim, and Sim Shalom. And what's the idea of Ritzei? Hashem, Hashem, we should find favor in our voda, And once again, we should have the service that was uh, in, in the Beis Hamikdash and Hamachazir Shechina Solit Zion. Bring the Shechina back to Zion. So, what are we really saying? We want the service to come back. We're looking for this cont- continuity with Hashem. We want to get back to the way things were on a continuous basis, and we could uh, we could suggest that maybe it's not you know it, it's connected once you have Yerushalayim and you have everything there. So we want to continue that relationship with Hashem, which would be the Netzach. But more germane here is the next bracha of Modim Anachnulach. What is Modim Anachnulach saying? We give thanks to Hashem. We admit to Hashem what? For every single thing. The miracles happen every day, morning, afternoon, and night. There's not, we can't do anything without you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what the Brach of Modim is focused on. And therefore, what do we put into the Brach of Modim? That's where we add the Al Hanisim prayer. Because since we're admitting to Hashem that it all comes from Him, so even the story of Purim and the story of Hanukkah, where we could mistakenly think we did it, we say, no, you did it. You do the miracles. The miracles are all because of you, and therefore we're so indebted to you. And that's why you found that Birchas Kohanim is right after Modi, because the whole idea of Birchas Kohanim is to bring out the fact that Hashem's brachas are for the Jewish people. And the idea of Hod is to it show outwardly that it's all HaKadosh Baruch. Now, the most important point that has to be understood is that what happens after success? 
Let, let's look on a simple level. Let's say you had Netzach. You experienced Nitzachon. You experienced the victory. So what would the first thing the Yitzchak would want to tell you? You did a great job. And you did. And then you could tend to want to take the credit. So right after Netzach has to come hold. Has to come, and you know what? Now, if, if, if I did a good thing, then all we know is I did a good thing. What did Hashem do? But the whole thing is to bring out the beauty of what's actually happening. What's actually happening is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing it through the shlichus of a human being. He gave the human being the shlichus, and the shlich only has the power of the one who sends him. Shlich shalom kamoso. See, even though I did the job, but really the whole point is we have to reveal Hashem's accomplishment. And that which is really inside is Hashem brought my success. So now, if I did something amazing and I could fool everybody and take credit, and I admit it wasn't me, and I thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that all the success that came through my hands was because of Hashem, that is hope. That's a very beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing for us to see what the real truth is. Yes, I was blessed to be the Shliach, but I have to admit it was not me. It was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what the Modim is saying. And therefore the Birchas Kohanim, with the Kohanim bless us, they're trying to say Hashem loves you and we're going to be the vehicles of the blessings and hopefully the blessings come true, but it's all for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, you see, that's why the angels originally did not want the Torah to be given to the Jews, but they keep it up in the heavens because they said a certain expression, place your hold in the heavens. So why did they use the word hold for their, um, uh, for their uh, point? Because they didn't want the Torah to come outside and they did not want the Torah to be revealed through the Jewish people, but it should stay in heaven. Let the revelation be in the heavens. Because there it won't be corrupted. It'll be a perfect revelation. You want to bring it down, oh, man's going to make a mess of this. It's not going to reveal everything it could be. And therefore they were saying, Hashem, please don't do that. Okay. So clearly, when we see this word hold, as I said, it really means beauty. Right? As the Arizal says, very interesting. What do we say in Eicha when the base of Megdish was destroyed? It was said, Kol Hayom Davo, Dalid Vav He. All day long is, I guess English translation would be wretched. Everything is wretched. Now, write the word Davo, Dalid Vav He, and then read it backwards. Hod. So what does that mean? The opposite of hod is davah. Meaning when the base of English was the hod. It revealed HaKadosh Baruch But then when it got destroyed, the revelation turned into davah. Now what does that mean? It says, well, since hod means bringing out what's inside to the outside, and that's the real beauty of everything. Okay. 
And that way, when they something this, we understand that Hashem loves us and it's a beautiful thing that we see this. But when it gets destroyed, it's not only that the beauty stops, but it flips to become wretched. It's very interesting. With other Midos, if you have Chesed, if you don't have Chesed, you don't have Chesed. Gvura is not the opposite of Chesed. If, you, if there's no Chesed, there's no Chesed. There's no other word. But hold, if there's no hold, it's not there's no hold, but there's Davo. There is wretchedness. There's disgustingness. Because let's think about this. What's the whole point? The whole point of Beis Mish is to say, look, look how much God loves us. Okay. So what did the Goyim say after Beis Mish was destroyed? Look how much Hashem hates you. If we don't have this expression that's meant to always be that Hashem loves us and the world should see that Hashem loves us. But once the world doesn't see that Hashem loves us, then of course the only option is that Hashem hates us. And that's what's that's what we're feeling the pain on Tishabov is that you know, the whole world's supposed to see that Hashem loves us, but they think Hashem hates us and then they go and make other religions. Now, at this point, there may be an interesting question. So what's the difference? We said Tiferes also means beautiful. And Hod is also beautiful. So what's the difference between those two types of beauty? I mean, the English words say, you know, Tiferes is glory, I don't know, glory, beauty. They're very similar words, Tiferes and Hod. So the author explains the difference is Yofi, the beauty of Tiferes, is an essential meter. What do we mean by that? Is where it is taking two things, and putting them together, and binding them up together. It's it's not creating new energy, but it is manipulating two energies. It's 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 not creating chesed. It's not creating gvura, but it's bringing a bonding between the two, which takes, as we said, supreme effort that really comes from the keser. So it's a real active way of doing this. Hold is that the beauty gets revealed as a result, okay? Where the good that's already inside is just revealing that, okay? In other words, Tiferes is making a good. Chesed and Gvur that are not balanced properly are going to go haywire. So Tiferes says, okay, I'm going to balance it. I'm going to create the perfect balance. I'm going to do something to make it beautiful. Okay, now you get, a, and, and, and let's you get this beautiful result, and you're consistent with it, and it's amazing. But if we're not going to know that it's Hashem, then that which is really the beauty doesn't come out. So uh, hold up, you don't have to do anything per se. You just have to allow what's inside to come out. So that's the difference. There's a created beauty and a revealed beauty. That's the point over here. And therefore, you'll find as well the words hod and hadar go together often. Hod, which is uh, the uh, reveals what's inside, and uh, and then when it comes out, that's the hadar. Okay. Uh, in fact, for example, we see a big tzaddik who's very holy. He's we call he has a a hadras panim, a panim of hadar, beautiful. Because that shows the actual outside that's coming out. 
As the Mabul explains, you know, Hod and Hodor. Hod is what's really inside. And then when it comes out, it's the Hodor. So really, Hod, it goes together, almost superfluous. But the Hod is taking what's inside and then bringing it out so it's revealed in Hodor. So that's the, uh, the Hod is revealing what's inside. And the Hodor is what you actually see outside. That's what you, the... This end result of Hod is Hodor. Okay, now we're going to explain now where Rav Shimon Bar Yochai is connected to the attribute of Hod. Rav Shimon Bar Yochai passed away on the 33rd day of the Omar. What is the Sphira connection on those days every week? So this, so it's the 33rd, that's at the middle of the fifth week. Fifth week is Hod. Fifth day of the fifth week is Hod Shabbat Hod. Ultimate Hod. So what, what would that mean? Well, what was Shemberchai's claim to fame? The Zohar. What is the whole point of the Zohar? The Zohar is not meant to create something that's not there. The Zohar didn't do anything new. But what did it do? The whole goal is to reveal everything that's there already. And that's what Kabbalah is all about. It's to reveal what's inside everything. It's not to create anything. And inside is the most beautiful relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why it's the ultimate, the whole Shabbat The most beautiful of beautiful to bring out the most beautiful aspects of the deepest love that a Jew has for Hashem, that Hashem has for the Jewish people that people could, uh, could overlook. And when he died away, when he died, he revealed all those awesome secrets of the Zohar. You got to remember, when was all this happening? When did he die? Not long after the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. He was like a couple generations, but very soon after the Beis HaMikdash. Remember, the Beis HaMikdash was the Hod. Now it got destroyed, it was Davo. The Hod became destroyed. And now there was no, uh, um, what do you call it, revealed way of showing the relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. So even though they didn't have a, a, a big miracles, but the main Hod and Hadar was uh, the Torah that was in the Beis Hamikdash, okay, and uh, that's what the uh, the Gemara says. Rabbi Shmuel says this is where Kiva said. He says, "Great is the day that the Torah is given until the last Beis Hamikdash, right?" The Torah is given, but the real glory, okay, is going to come when the final base on English is built. But the point being, when there's a lot of Torah being taught, and it's taught on deep levels, that itself accomplishes what the base on English accomplishes. So without a base on English, where is the glory? No, it's going to be, it's going to be the people. The people are going to live like angels. And then they're going to see the glory of Hashem. How could a person live this way? It's revealed that he is a Torah person. On a small level, a very small level, I saw a little um, op-ed in the Matzav, I think, or maybe, uh, I don't remember. So it was attacking, from person, he's attacking the New York Times. New York Times, over this whole winter, has made its business to tell you how terrible Haredim are. They've gone out of their way to tell you how terrible the Haredim are. Suggesting that the, the schools, the yeshivas don't teach, they're cheating, they're this and that. It's mamish one side reporting, it's all fake news. 
So Bruce said, I don't know, I'd like the New York Times next report to be on Sunday's Asifa in the tri-state area, I don't remember, in a stadium that held 25,000 people. It was an Asifa for, to help support critical people in Lake. Now, what would happen in a normal event in Madison Square Garden on any day of the week? Well, police are there for a reason. There's always people getting drunk, always people getting into fights, people trying to steal, and they always have to watch out for those things. That night, not one incident. Isn't that kind of odd? 25,000 people in a room, not one fight, no one's getting drunk, no one's on drugs. Isn't that something to report New York Times? What is that? That's revealing God in this world. How come in a Jewish event, nothing nothing happens like in a Goyish event? Explain it. Ah, they don't want to explain it. Because it was all about Torah. And although we don't have a Beis Amidash, but that accomplished a little measure of what the Beis Amidash is over there. So that's the critical point. So now we have to try to wind down and say, so what's our avoda with the Mita of Hod? And the Tzaddik says two things. Number one is certainly the idea of Hakara Satov, having gratitude. Being able to have gratitude to people, have gratitude to Hashem, and that is hope. So when you finish doing a mitzvah and you've gone through all this, the layers, das, Netzach, you won, you won, you won. Oh, I didn't win. It's all the Kaddish Baruch. That's going to be the most beautiful thing. And when someone does you a favor, you're not going to overlook it. You're going to say, no, that person... If you succeed and somebody else is really behind the scenes and brought all the success, you're going to let the truth come out. That's number one. But number two, and probably much deeper idea, is that inside of us, we have incredible potentials. That we can bring out such beautiful things. We could bring out uh, feelings of love to Hashem. Inside of us, we have feelings of love to Hashem. And we can just burst forth expressing this love to Hashem, but often we don't. We're ashamed to do that. We're too busy to think about doing that. How about revealing your love to other people, to family and friends? And the people say, well, how come you, how come you never show me that you love? I love you, why don't I show you? Maybe we're afraid to show it. And, and that could be because you're afraid, you may be embarrassed from others, you're embarrassed from yourself. And you don't want to bring out everything that's in there. So you got to understand that each and every one of us, we're like the Almighty. We have infinite powers. We can do so much. And the person's got to work on the whole to reveal, to reveal, you know, you know, to make a bracha out loud and clear. A lot of people don't like to do it. It's kind of embarrassing. What if I make a mistake in the bracha? It looks weird. Nobody else does it. Make a bracha loud and clear. You have to have the meat of hope. I want to bring out that this all came from Hashem and not from me. And that's why I make the bracha loud and clear. That is a manifestation of hold, of every expression. Everyone knows you're screaming out, Hashem gave me the food and it's not me. And without Hashem, I wouldn't have it. That's just one good example of it. 
But to tell somebody, if you really love them, tell them you love If you really did you a big favor, say, you know, you really did me a big favor. And I'm so appreciative that you did me the big favor. To tell Hashem, tell everybody, Hashem is the one that puts me on my pedestal and not myself. That really is hold in action. And finally, the last point. What are the disappointments of man? They did a kind of a study, I don't know where, in people in senior citizen homes. And said, what are they most disappointed in their life? Now that they're older, you know, the life's almost over. Are you more disappointed in the things that you did that you shouldn't have done? Or are you more disappointed in the things that you didn't do? And most of them said they're more disappointed from the things that they didn't do. So what do you see? Because, listen, when a person does something, okay, and he could try to do it, and maybe he made a mistake. I tried to open up a business and failed. Okay, it's not so bad, you know, so you failed, right? But it doesn't really determine who you are, but what if you never tried certain things? You know, you, you never tried to show your love to your family, right? Uh, you, you didn't try to do things that were harder for you to do that could have helped other people. You know, there was a uh, politician who was related into the Kennedy family, Sergeant Shriver. He was married to one of the Kennedys. This was, I think, in 1976, a little bit before some people were born. And uh, I believe Gerald Ford was running for president, and they picked a vice presidential candidate at the conventions. But after the convention, the press found out that the vice presidential candidate was an alcoholic. So they had to find a new vice presidential, and everybody knew that Gerald Ford was going to lose. They knew he was going to lose. They have to find somebody. So they asked the Sergeant Shriver, he was the one that founded the Peace Corps. So he said like this, I don't know the exact words, but something like this. He said, a lot of people want to do only a certain amount of things and they know they'll succeed at. Something like, they'll, they'll do 10 things in their life and they'll succeed in 10 things. I'd rather try 30 things and succeed in 20 and fail in 10. Because at least I succeeded in 10 more things. It's have to be willing to try something and it'll fail. But the more you try, you might succeed in these things. And since every Jew has a, he didn't say this now, every Jew has a divine soul inside of that's a powerhouse. There's unbelievable things that you could do. So you need the meter of, of hope to let it explode out. Whatever it is, are you, are you happy with Hashem? Show it. You're happy with other people? Show it. You have certain Powers, I, I, I don't want to show off. It's not you show, you're showing off Hashem's ability. You could say a good Dvar Torah, I'm embarrassed, I think people are going to think arrogant. Well, no, don't be arrogant, you know it's Hashem, just go do it. People don't want to be the chasm, when they could be a chasm. All these things that people are saying, no, I don't want to do it. That's what you need to hold for, to bring out all the good that's inside to the outside. Tomorrow we now have the difficult task of now taking Netzach and Hod and putting them together. And that's uh, the challenge for tomorrow. Okay, go ahead.